We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We're reporting from home and abroad today from as far away as Uganda and as close as the Belle Reve Country Club. First, we'll stay behind the local headlines. The stars are out at Belle Reve these days as the best golfers in the world are here for the 100th PGA Championship. This golf tournament, one of the four major PGA tournaments, is a big deal for golf, for St. Louis, and for Belle Reve. Lots of planning goes into an event like this. I talked with Mike DeCola, the general chairman of the event Wednesday on the eve of the opening round, and asked how an event like this is pulled together. Well, it's like any massive project. You start out with a big-picture plan, and then you break the plan into pieces, and the more you break it into pieces, the more details there are for you to uh, figure out how to get the, the big plan accomplished. And so we started off with a a pretty big plan about three or four years ago of what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. Um, and then you start figuring out what the pieces are. So, you know, for us, uh, there's stuff that happens on our property that we have to plan for and manage around. But then there are the myriad of things we have to coordinate with the local community and law enforcement and EMS and and traffic and MoDOT and and so getting all of those folks uh, bought into your plan you want their input because a lot of times they know stuff we don't know um, and then getting them to help uh, bring the plan to a reality which is what we're doing this week is is really fun I mean it's uh, I've learned things I didn't even know about uh, I've met people that uh, have such a passion for making this region great and are bending over backwards to help make this event successful. It's very, very cool to see the community come together like this. How how much control do you have over all of this? It would seem to me that the PGA probably steps in at some point and and tells you what you're going to do. I'd say that uh, there have been very, very few times where that's happened, even though contractually they can tell us what to do. Uh, and it really is not how they operate. It's been collaborative from the beginning. They want our input. They want us to buy into their plans. Uh, in a lot of cases, they need us to execute their plans. So it really mu- is much more of a collaborative partnership, trying to solve problems, trying to come up with the best answer, uh, obviously, we're very respectful when we're spending their money uh, to keep that in mind. So um, it, it really is not a one-way street. It's 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 a two-way street. I'd say the only the only area where uh, they have set standards, but they've allowed it allowed us the flexibility to execute against those standards is what happens inside the ropes. They want the rough a certain height. They want the first cut a certain height. They want the fairway a certain height. They want the greens a certain way. And they just give us the specifications. And then, the, and then our, our uh, superintendent, Carlos Arreo, and his team go out and execute to it. Let's talk for a moment about that spending their money part. What, <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always fun to spend other people's money. Who can complain about that? But yeah, exactly. just describe how that works. I mean, what what are they spending money on that uh, 
you can talk about? Well, most of the the construction that people when they see when they when they come out here will see for the the grand entranceway, um, the the bus depot, the work that was done down at Fenton Logistics Park to make the the boarding process as fan friendly as we could make it work. Is there a financial advantage for Bell Reeve, and certainly there is for the community? There's a huge advantage uh, for the community. The uh, the local chamber and other organizations have estimated the local economic impact uh, at $100 million. Um, I would hope that uh, that's a conservative estimate by the time we're done on Sunday. Um, it's, it's, it's really a terrific boost, and it affects every part of our community. You know, everybody thinks about hotels, and, yep, the hotels are doing really well, and restaurants will do really well. But then the employees of those hotels and the employees of those restaurants and the Uber and Lyft and St. Louis County cab drivers uh, do well. And the the number of local people that have been hired to work at concession stands uh, and at uh, Fenton Logistics Park to help traffic flow in and out, uh, all that trickles through our economy, and, and, and we are – uh, very pleased with with how much uh, the the PGA and their and their vendors have reached out into our community. I don't mean to be crass, but does Bell Reeve make any money on the deal? Well, we won't know that uh, until everything's done, it, and it, it'll probably be quite some time. You know, we're not doing it. We're not going to get rich. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's an event we're doing because it's part of our mission as a club. It's an obligation we feel we have to our community, uh, and we're grateful for the opportunity to be doing this for St. Louis. You're, you're a member of the club. I know that. But I, I wonder if there aren't some members who think maybe this is more of a nuisance than it's worth. It's disruptive, perhaps. Well, I, I'm sure that that sentiment exists. I think any time you get more than two people together, you're going to have uh, two sides to a story. And it has been a tremendous inconvenience for our members uh, other local clubs have really stepped up to help us in that by allowing our members to play on their courses. To That's still a disruption for our members, but it at least minimizes uh, some of that impact, and we can't be more thankful to the other clubs in our community that, that have stepped up and, and, and tried to help our members uh, not feel so much of the pain on their shoulders. Um, so it, it's great. Everybody is very happy uh, this week, uh, I think by the time we hand the Wanamaker Trophy to the winner on Sunday night, our members are going to be really proud, and they'll conclude that whatever inconveniences we've suffered for the last six or seven months were well worth it. What about the care and feeding of the golfers? Are they pretty much on their own, or do you guys uh, support them somehow with housing, that sort of thing? Uh, there's all sorts of ways that uh, these guys like to live their lives, and we try and accommodate all those different ways. There are a handful of guys that like to rent houses for the week, and we had a committee that was very well run that identified uh, properties that people were willing to rent out, and then we handed over to the PGA, and they work with the players' agents on all, on, on all that uh, stuff. So some players are renting houses. Uh, there are other people staying in one of several PGA headquarter hotels. And I'm sure there are golfers out there staying with friends. Um, and uh, while they're on the course, uh, of course, we do what we can to meet their needs. Um, 
and uh, it's just part of the it's part of the requirement. And that's one of those things the PGA gets input not just uh, from the golfers, but from the players' association and other uh, organizations to to make sure that we can accommodate them uh, and make them feel welcome because we want them to come back. Sure. We want well, them to leave here on Sunday night saying we can't wait to go back and play at Bell Reef again. Well, you've got the best golfers in the world there, and one name that has to come up in any conversation about golf is Tiger Woods. He's there. Um, does that create any specific problems for you, having luminaries of this stature uh, in the area? It doesn't create any problems for us. Um, you know, the issue that everybody has seen this year in every event he's played is he attracts a crowd. And the crowd likes to follow him. And so it creates uh, – and, and, and what I saw yesterday, uh, we got some practice rounds in uh, late morning yesterday through the afternoon, is it's not just him. I mean, there was a group yesterday of, uh, of uh, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas. And let me tell you what, they had a pretty big following uh, around with them. And this morning, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy were playing together with uh, – John John Rahm, that they had their own crowd. So it's not just it's not just Tiger that attracts a crowd. It's a lot of other people. And and as those as folks try and move around to follow them, it's it's pretty hard. You know, my advice to people who ask me about it is, I say, go two holes ahead of them, let them come to you. Then go two more holes ahead and let them come to you. Don't try and watch them on every hole. Try and watch them every other hole, and 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 it'll be much easier for people to have an enjoyable experience if they do that. And, of course, you've got to protect the course. You've got a lot of people milling around. That can be damaging to the course itself. Well, there's no question that the areas around the holes, we call it outside the ropes, mm-hmm. um, is uh, taking a beating. Uh, but inside the ropes, the, the golf course uh, couldn't look any better. Um, and we'll recover from it. I mean, the nice thing about grass is it grows back. So, um uh, our superintendent, is, we've already, uh, while we're focused on executing this week, uh, we've already put uh, a lot of thought into what we have to be doing next week and the weeks after to get the course uh, ready for our members' use this fall. How long do you think that's likely to take? Well, I think there's some stuff that will bounce back pretty fast, uh, and there are probably other things that will take us a while to fix, and we'll prioritize that based on uh, what, if anything, we need to do to the playing surfaces, which I expect will be minimal. Um, so I think for member play, um, for those guys that are good enough to keep the ball in the fairway all the time, they won't notice any inconvenience at all. For people like me that are never in the fairway, uh-huh. you know, I'm likely to put a ball someplace where the ground's a, a little chewed up because of pedestrian traffic. And, uh, you know, that's probably going to take a couple weeks or maybe even a couple months to come back. Well, you're going to have a lot of people uh, looking at that golf course over the next couple of days. What should they be looking for? Tell me something about uh, the course itself and what's going to make it uh, most interesting for this tournament. So we have two par fours, uh, two par fours for the tournament that uh, we mortals play as par fives. Huh. Um, uh, one's about 550 yards with a dog leg to the left. The other one's about 460, and it also has a dog leg, but it's not quite as severe as the other one. So those are going to be really interesting holes. They're going to test the guys who are not long, 
because they not only have to hit the ball around the bend, but they have to hit it far around the bend to even have a chance to get on the green in, in two. So I think the number four and number 10 are really interesting holes to watch. Uh, number 11 um, is uh, a drivable par four. Uh, but it's got some hazard around it. So it will be interesting, I think, in particular on Friday, which is cut day, and Sunday, which is the final day. Um, it'll be interesting to see how aggressive some of these guys want to get um, to try and uh, pick up a stroke or two. If it comes down to the wire, what are the final uh, hole, hole or two like? Yeah, so so I'll go the final three holes because it isn't unusual that uh, at Bell Reeve the final three holes are where the, the, the championship or tournament is decided. So number 16 is about a 220-yard uh, par three. Uh, it has a, a, a nice size green, uh, but uh, you have to hit it to the section of the green where the pin is. Um, so that's a challenging hole, and, you know, for these guys, 220 yards isn't a tough shot, but hitting it to the right spot of the green uh, brings in a different challenge. Uh, 17 is a really cool par 5 with a creek that runs down the entire right side, and, and not surprisingly, the fairway slopes from left to right. So uh, putting your ball in the fairway, maybe bringing it back into the fairway with a little bit of a draw so it sticks on the left-hand side is um, is is the shot you'd want to make. And then from there, if they're trying to get on in two, while 17 green is big, again, like a lot of our greens, there are multiple sections to them, and you better put your ball in the right section uh, or you're looking at a three-putt. 18 is a par four, dog leg left, not particularly long, uh, but you got to cut it around the bunker uh, that's well-placed uh, on the left side of the fairway and then a string of bunkers on the right side of the fairway uh, if your ball doesn't move left. Uh, people may remember in the senior open, Tom Kite was in the lead, put his tee shot in the bunker on the left-hand side and lost the tournament to Peter Jacobson because he had he felt like he had to hit a wood out of the bunker and couldn't do it. Uh, so 18 is a pretty dramatic hole. It's, a, it's a, again, a big green, pretty surrounded and protected by bunkers. Uh, it's This week it's protected by grandstands in the CBS broadcast booth in the back. Um, so uh, it'll be a really exciting hole. Uh, to watch. So 16, 17, 18 are really neat holes. And, and, the, and the hole before that has traditionally been our number two handicap hole. It's it, the number 15 is a really long par four with a very tough green. So, I mean, even throwing 15 in there, it becomes a neat finishing four holes that, uh, you know, people could uh, either win the tournament or lose the tournament on. For us duffers, it's really remarkable to see these guys play, isn't it? It's it's just so different, you know. Yeah, we all play the same game, but no, we really don't. Yeah. <laughs> These guys have such control over how they strike the ball and how the ball reacts to that. Um, it, it really, to me, isn't the, the same game. I mean, we talk about their length, and, and their length is certainly impressive, but it's really uh, how they move the ball that I find so impressive. Um, so... Uh, It'll it'll be really neat to see how they do here. Obviously, the rain yesterday is going to make conditions a little soft, which for these guys is like uh, playing darts, not golf. Uh, but uh, if we get a couple warm, dry days, uh, we're hoping that the golf course will firm up a little bit, maybe be a little tougher. But we'll see. That's that's in somebody else's hands, not mine. 
I did want to mention the fact that uh, th- there's this, this nostalgia, kind of a bitter nostalgia going back to uh, 9-11 when a golf tournament was planned there at Bell Reve, but it never happened because of the World Trade Center. A lot of talk about that this week, I gather. Yes, sir. Um, you know, and, and, you know, quite frankly, the, the, the event is way more impactful and meaningful than the fact that a golf tournament was taking place here at the time, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, I mean, we talk about it in the context of the incredible loss of life and the, and the damage to our feeling of safety and security in this country uh, as a result of 9-11. And, and yeah, uh, we talk about that event, but, you know, to me, that's, for me at least, that's kind of trivial uh, relative to the, 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 the attack our country suffered that day. Well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for uh, spending this time with us. I hope you have a great event. Surely it will be. And uh, you'll have a lot of a lot of eyes on the tube and a lot of eyes on the golf course uh, over the next couple of days. Well, we're, we're really humbled to have the opportunity to show the world what a great place our community is. Uh, we all know it. Sometimes I think we feel like we don't get that message out to the rest of the world, and this is our chance to do that, and it's, it's really a privilege for us to be the the host site to let the world see what a great place St. Louis is. I'm sure you'll do us proud, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. And that is Mike DeCola, General Chairman of the 100th PGA Championship at Bell Reeve.